Magazine to three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Osmond steps into a long-distance jumper. Allen to the bucket. He crushes it home. Off the Garland for three. He knocks it down. Drummond toward Valanciunas. Finds a cutter in a Coro, and a Coro thunders it home. By Kyrie. Sexton got it back. Nance for the tie. He knocks it down. Long hands it off the Sexton feed. Cavaliers by seven. And uh, Cleveland! This is for you! Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked on Cavaliers podcast. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about Cavs magic. We're going to talk about the standings, and we're going to talk about what we're looking for as there are just 10 games left in the season. So we're going to try and set the tone for those last 10 games for these Cavs. That's all coming up today on Locked on Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join Evan and I next week on Thursday around 7 p.m. to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. Evan, how are you doing, buddy? Um, not too bad, all things considered. How are you? Doing good. Did you like do you do you notice right now that I'm effortly trying effort making an effort to talk a little bit slower? Yes, did somebody say something? No, I just am so often self-conscious of the fact that I talk extremely fast. Well, we could really eat some time on a segment if we talk like this and enunciate every word if you wanted. Look, but I'm just the Cleveland Cavaliers that, okay. lost right. a spirited game to the Orlando okay. Magic, All right. 109 is, to 104. All right, let's we'll we'll pick up the pace up a little bit. I'm still going to try and talk Wait, slower actually, and enunciate. Wait, actually, shouts to Justin Rowan. If you talk slowly, you sound more and more like Joe Para. So this is a good thing. <laughs> okay, when, we got to stop shouting at Justin, or else I'm going to need him to start cash apping me him money, me money. Listen, we can get that company, we can get that good Cavs company money if we keep doing this. So it's all working out in the end. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Cavs lose. Well, one more thing. Fun thing about Justin is they had stream problems for one of theirs, and he straight up went out and bought a computer using that Cavs podcast money. So, life must be good. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, just rolling up his sleeves, going to work every day like every other Clevelander, Justin Rowan. Anyway, Cavs lose 109 to 104 to the Orlando Magic. Orlando, as we outlined in the preview for this this game, is absolutely terrible. But they came in, kicked the Cavs' butt in the first half, and then kicked their butt again in the third quarter. And then the Cavs come back with a 16-point a advantage in the fourth quarter, 43-27 to 27 in that quarter alone. And yet the Cavs still lose. Obviously, a bunch of injuries here. Colin Sexton out, Isaiah Hartenstein out, Lamar Stevens out, Larry Nance Jr. out. The list goes on. Uh, Jeremiah Martin, the two-way player who I didn't think was going to play, ended up playing four minutes in this one. Darius Garland has 25. Jetty has 19. Kevin Love had 6 on 2 of 11 shooting. Uh, 10 rebounds, though. Isaac Ahura had 15, 5, and 4 steals. And Jared Allen had 17 and 13 to go with 2 blocks and a steal. Uh, leading the Magic was, Chime, was uh, Gary Harris with 19. And they had a couple other players with 18. And uh, Dwayne Bacon had 16 off the bench. So, Evan, MVP for you. Um, I, I, this game was just quite weird and often not very fun and not very good. So, no. 
It really wasn't. My MVP pick is, even though he didn't have the best shooting night, it's Darius Garland. It's just another good night from Darius. He had a double-double, 25 points, 10 assists. Four steals were the most encouraging thing. Um, I believe that's a career high. I know Isaac Okoro had four steals, and that's also a career high for him. So, shouts to Isaac. So, um, no, my MVP pick is Darius Garland. He's just really looked really strong as of late. I don't still don't know if this is him taking advantage of the fact that the season's wrapping up and he's coming on strong now. So, if this momentum carries in the next season, it's super-duper encouraging. But... I'm starting to get more and more of the idea of why the Cavs were so enamored with him with the fifth overall pick. Yeah, ultimately that pick has aged really well. Just I think a lot um, about how the Cavs could have taken Obi Toppin. I mean, yeah, that'd be a terrible pick and all things considered. That, that, but that's, that's that's the bit, Evan. Anyway, it's I know, but it's still wild to think that the Athletic doesn't even think Isaac Okoro is worth a top 14 pick. I mean, they took Tyrese Halliburton, who I think is, you know, the right call if you're redrafting this draft. And, like, Halliburton didn't tell the Cavs to kick rocks. Like, yeah, you take Halley, and then you figure it out. But who's your MVP pick? Uh, Darius Garland for me. 25, 10 assists, 4 steals. Excuse me, sir. That was my MVP pick. Oh, did you pick Garland? Excuse me. I thought you picked Okoro in my brain. Wow. I'm glad you listened to me. I do, but my brain is short-circuiting. I'm going to go Jared Allen, then, because... He had some tough moments in this game. I, I, the more we've gotten to watch him, the more I've come to realize like he's not a particularly comfortable guy, like putting up little like post moves when the, the opportunity arises, and that's okay. But made some big defensive plays in this game. Was incredibly active on defense in a lot of ways. Um, was had seventeen and thirteen. He looks a little more comfortable now. He's running the floor well. Like I, I think you clearly have something really interesting there. Like I think. Uh, you know, if you want to talk about like center payments and stuff, like I think he's a guy I st- still feel pretty comfortable with giving an extension to, and I, I think he looked more like himself in this game, which is which is pretty impressive. No, Jarrett was super impressive in this one. I think especially in the pick and roll, like I'm, it's still wild me, wild to me to think. Maybe it's partially because Orlando's not a very good team, but it's still wild for me to think that teams don't respect Cleveland the pick and roll with Allen and Garland because they got a few good looks from that tonight. And no, Jarrett looked really good. But we should give a shout out to Isaac Okoro as well. He was my other option if you picked Darius. He was going to be my backup. So I guess in theory, Isaac Okoro is also my pick because you initially picked Darius. But Okoro had a really good game. Uh, bad shooting night, 33.3% from the field, but a career high in steals. He was 6-6 from the line. Um, this is just an encouraging game for uh, Okoro. And, you know, Chris, <clears throat> this might be a hot take, but let's say the Cavs draft a wing player next year who's a must-need start player, and they had to pick, and they end up benching Colin Sexton. If, you, if your backcourt oh next God. season was Darius Garland and Isaac Okoro, that wouldn't be too bad for the Cleveland yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna not have these conversations yet. I'm. I'm not choosing violence today. That's fair. What's your stat of the night pick? So my stat of the night um, is that the Cavs, twenty-seven point three percent from three. Like, the Magic had an offensive rating of one hundred nine, which is like the a little above average, I think, or a little maybe a tad below average. I, I think it's. 112 no 109 I think is average offense anyway um the Cavs just like had a bad offensive game and they they made up for it in the fourth quarter right like I I think there's a lot of stuff that really stood out um I I think just the three-point shooting and Darius and Darius and Kevin in particular going four of 19 is just like really tough I think both of them just seem like they have kind of tired legs seem like they're like it's just the grind of the season has just gotten to them and that makes sense considering both guys have had injury issues and stuff so 
it, it's tough. I, I don't, I, I empathize with what they're dealing with there, but you know, uh, it, it, that's them to the breaks. Right. And you know, they both hit some, like they both took a good amount. Like I'm happy with the output. I'm happy with like the process of how you get there, but the team only making uh, 12 of 24 attempts and those two guys going four of 19 uh, by far the highest volume on the team is just, is Jeff when, when uh, I can't, oh, I, I'm staring at his name and I'm going to mispronounce it again. Cabin gate when cabin Gailey is two of three and he's technically the best percentage on your team. Like that, that that's telling. Yeah, it really is telling. Um, was not a good night shooting wise for Cleveland. Like you said, you're encouraged by the volume that they took. I know, uh, almost 50% of those came from Garland and Level alone, who were, like you said, 4 of 19 from the floor. But on a more positive note, my stat of the night pick is the fact that the Cavs scored 43 points in the fourth quarter. They really, again, this is just a tried-and-true theme with this Cavs team is they have no quit. They have no desire just to lay down and give up. I mean, let's 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 face it. They had seven players out tonight, and they could have easily taken the L after they were outscored 26 to 16. Mostly those 16 first quarter points are not encouraging in themselves, but no, the Cavs really showed no quit. And on a more positive note, like I said, 43 fourth quarter points, I'll take it. Um, we'll see how if any of the momentum shifts Friday against Washington, but for now, not too bad. Um, can I, I do think it's worth noting that the Cavs like did kind of have some. Uh, kind of some just good momentum and kind of making that game up. Like, I think that is sort of positive for them to kind of at least make that kind of run. And like that, that's at least some kind of resiliency in your team that I think is sort of good at least. But Evan, uh, your play of the night pick is what? Uh, with about 442 left in the fourth quarter, Jairus Garland hit a three from Kevin Love. I call that a momentum shifter play. Um, the Cavs are kind of, like I said, they were really out of this game for a while. Then they started climbing back in and you and I were kind of texting back and forth during the game saying like, well, this game kind of stinks. This is buns, blah, blah, blah. But, um, no, that was just like a momentum shifting shot. Like I think your play of the night pick is another one of those shots too, but it, those moments were what kept Cleveland close in this one. And I think if maybe a few things went more the Cavs way, they would have won this one, but we're going to talk about this more in the later segments. That's it's okay. They didn't win. Yeah, the the Cavs uh, the Cavs were t- tied in this game with 103 to go, and like that in itself was pretty impressive. Darius Garland had a late turnover that kind of cost him, and that that's a tough learning experience for him. But you know, they, to their credit, again they whittled all the way back. Um, so my play, I'm gonna give uh, my first one is just the fact that Kevin Love, the second three he hit was just like why you still kind of believe in Kevin Love in a lot of ways. Like he hit a three in a moment that really brought the game, I either tied or within one, just a high pressure moment where you were able to use him um, as as a decoy and then kind of get him a clean look out of the action. So just kind of good stuff to kind of generate a good shot there with you know one of your best players still. And then I also just want to shout out um, the, the one of the defensive plays, Isaac Okora, maybe because he deflected a ball in the middle of the court. Kevin Love grabs it and then whips it down the court to Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. No, those are those are both good picks. Um, the, the, there's some encouraging signs from the Cavs. They still showed life in the fourth quarter because, like I said, they like you and I both agree, like this game was out of hand, especially in the third. They're outscored by 15. Um, it definitely felt out of reach by the end of the third. And, like, the, the, I don't know. Those are just all encouraging signs from Cleveland that they're just kind of still battling and grinding. And this is this is a lost season, but for them to still see that they're staying competitive, like, these are good tone setters to hopefully build off going forward. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts here, Evan? Uh, no, not really. There's only 10 games left in the season. I'm starting to think about what the heck we're going to talk about once the offseason rolls around, but it's going to be interesting. So that's why I asked for mailbag questions. So if you want to fire them our way, let me know. 
Yeah, we're going to, th- I think we'll get to try to book some guests. You and I got to do a little bit of planning here to kind of simplify our lives in, in some way. But Evan, um, it's time to pay some bills. Let's uh, rev the engine tier and let's tell everyone about Rock Auto. <laughs> I see what you did there. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. So, if you're interested, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or vehicle of your choice. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box and they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com. Evan, I just want to point something out here. Um, I, I was What's going up, on dude? Twitter to, to tweet our Locked On now. Mm-hmm. And I, I go on Twitter, which is a stupid mm-hmm. website. And I hardly checked jack- it tonight because I'm having good, a bad good day. Good for you. So. so some jackass tweets at Kevin Love mm. and says, and suggests that he gets into a car accident, like a fatal car accident. What's his Twitter handle? I'll put him on blast. Spad, spad underscore 19. Yo, spad on, underscore 19. Go fuck yourself. You should never wish death on anybody, especially a professional athlete. At the end of the day, it's basketball, my guy. Go outside, take a lap, get some fresh air, and realize there's way more important things in life than a basketball game that has no impact on your day-to-day life. Sorry your team lost, and sorry Kevin Love had a bad shooting night. But at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, none of this matters. So get over yourself, check your priorities, and realize this is not worth getting so mad over. Um, people are just incredibly stupid and incredibly, like, just come on. Um, just people, like, come on. Like, relax. This is, this is, this whole thing is just absolutely, I'm, I'm over this Kevin Love thing. Anyway, Evan, let's talk, do you want to talk also, about Also, your Eastview Elementary 2008 fourth grade spelling bee third place finish means absolute dog shit. Dog. I, I really, really hope you have the worst day imaginable for the next few days. I really do. Spad underscore 19. Unbelievable. Anyway, Evan, um, what do you want to talk about first? Standings and, and that, or do you want to talk about 10 games left? Which do you prefer? Um... We'll both kind of go hand in hand with one another, but let's talk about standings because an interesting footnote because this game did have some implications to it against the Magic. Like, yeah, Cleveland was, I mean, at least, let, let me let me rephrase this. Orlando has a bottom three record. They are third place in the NBA with the third worst record at 19-43. and 43. But with this win over the Cavs, Cleveland leapfrog Oklahoma City, who, again, beat the Boston Celtics, which is still wild to me. But, um... The Cavs are now locked in for the fifth worst overall record. They're tied with Oklahoma City, but because of tiebreakers, the Cavs leapfrog OKC. It's just really interesting to think the Cavs could and probably will lose a handful more games, especially with how tough their May schedule is. Like, 
they could be flirting with that fourth spot a little bit towards the end of the season. And like things could get really crazy at that point. I'm going to look up the odds for like the fourth and fifth pick and compare and contrast the two, but it's definitely interesting to see where things will go. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to consider because I'm looking at the, the schedule ratings right now. Um, and positive residuals, like strength of schedule for the remaining games. This is probably updated before Wednesday. I would assume, uh, let me check and see how many games the cast have. Yeah, so this is this this includes this is like not updated post Wednesday night slate of games with the Cavs and the Thunder like have very similar strength of schedules the rest of the way. The Magic, on the other hand, have um one of the te- I think the ten hardest schedules left in the league and um you know like the, the Rock- Thunder also play the Kings a few times and I still don't know where Sacramento is going from here. Does Sacramento but- know where it's going? No, they really don't because Luke Walton's still employed by them. So, yeah, Matt George That's... actually DM me today um, and uh, asked me if uh, I uh, would if the Cavs are going to match anything for for Jared Allen, and I was like, oh, oh boy. Um, Salute to Matt George, our, our new Lockdown Now producer and the host of Lockdown Kings. But the Rockets have the second hardest schedule remaining in the league, which is which is just quite hilarious for their tank. Um, yeah, man, this is just, like, kind of a, a tricky thing to prognosticate. Like, I still tend to think the Cavs are going to end up with a 6 worst record. It would be pretty bad if they somehow, like, went on a... Like, honestly, like, I understand, like, it might be fun in the moment. But, like, if you're looking at, like, the lottery odds as they sort of stand, like, it would sort of be tough to, like... Uh, go through a stretch where like you do kind of get bumped up a little bit like looking at this if you're if you if let's just say they end up with the six with the six worth record in the league um your your pick is low as 10 but it's most the likeliest you would sort of pick um is is seven or eight based on the odds you can and it's extremely unlikely that you slide down to 10 mm. if you yeah. go to seven your most likely pick outcome is number eight overall. You can get a good player there. Colin Sexton was picked there, obviously, but it's less optimal. Mm-hmm. And you could pick then most likely seventh and uh, ninth. And your odds of being top four are a little bit lower. Your average pick position is almost a full position in the draft lower, according to Tankathon, if you're that lower. So it's just, like, not optimal if you slide there. Like, obviously, it just matters of, like, that you get the guy. but um, And maybe this draft class is sort of clustered in the way that it sort of breaks the way you'd hope it would anyway. Uh, I mean, again, like this, it's extremely hard to draft. I mean, just in this game alone, you had Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter, and um, I think was that that was the Sexton draft, and all and Sexton didn't play, but those were the six, seven, eight picks in a row in that in that draft class, and then one of them already kind of flamed out. Bamba looks like he's bad, and Sexton's the best player of of that group, which is just kind of a funny thing to consider. So, like, it, it it's un scientific this is all sort of odd um but it's it's that that's sort of where we're at with this i mean like i i know you you mentioned before we started recording that they're not mathematically eliminated yet Mm-mm. but like like they, it certainly i it would be uh insane if they made it yeah it'd be really wild if they do make the by eliminated i mean like playoffs and theoretically they're not they are i don't think they're going to catch up to Golly, I don't even know who the eighth seed is in the East right now. Like, I don't think they're gonna catch or the the sixth seed, I should say, because seven eight is in the play as well. But like, the Cavs are eliminated from play and stuff right now, which is a little weird to think with how badly they've looked at points this season, and also just as of late, they've lost four in a row. But 
Yeah, it's interesting to think about for sure. But like you said, like the picks, the pick odds, pick odds aren't that bad right now. Like you said, they have the best chance of the seventh overall pick right now, currently standing, like a twenty-seven point nine percent chance. But if they jump with the five, they have the best chance of getting the sixth pick. And if they, I don't think, I think one through three is kind of out of reach for Cleveland at this point, which is which is okay. It's unfortunate, but it's okay. Um, but I think the Caps are going to kind of enter that sweet spot, I think. Like, you, do you really think they're going to be back in six at the end of the season? I think they're going to fall, especially because May is almost here, and they have a pretty rough stretch to open that seat month. I just don't know if any of these teams are, like, like it's just, like, none of these teams are good. The Thunder are definitely worse and going to try less. They can't shut down Shea Gilgis-Alexander any further. But if like the Cavs like just get like Colin Sexton back, like that that'll like adds yeah. like a good player to your team, and that like that, might that, get that you actually that adds you... twenty points to an, yeah. a night. But, like you're like even though like you know like what, whatever you think there, like he's gonna improve your team. Like he's gonna raise the talent level. So like you're not playing Damian Dotson at at point guard. Like like it wouldn't shock me if we get through May and the Cavs like accidentally beat like. I'd have to look at the schedule, but like if they, I, like the if they beat the Pacers, like wouldn't be surprising. The Pacers are down bad right now. Um, you know, uh, Portland's Chris, not he's, a por- using the using the vernacular. They're down bad in 4K. Get with it. Okay, like the the they play Portland on May fifth. Portland's not good. Portland's been absolutely objectively like kind of a, a disaster. And Dame just came off a hammy injury, so like. Yeah, Portland's just further. I don't know, man. That Norm Powell thing was like a feel-good story for like a blip, and now they're back to reality. It's just a real bummer, and I don't know. I, I, I don't think the Cavs have the talent or the gumption to play or like hang with like the Portlands of the world. And like Indiana might be a tough out, even though Indiana's been struggling as of late. But like you have to think, like, yes, this Cavs team has a lot of heart and determination in them, but at the same time, I just I don't see them beating these teams either. Like Indiana's still a team that's flirting with being five hundred. Portland is above five hundred and they're a playing team, but still, nevertheless, like they're better than Cleveland. They both are. Yeah. It's 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 uh it's how about it's we all... talk about this more in the next segment as we don't want to get too chatty and we gotta we gotta pay some bills as you would say yeah we're stealing each other's phrases like I was making jokes you were you know I, that, I, but... I still corrected you don't worry no it's a vibe I appreciate it so I uh, want to tell everyone about our friends at Bet Online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week also has tons of sports action on the go. As the NFL draft is on, the conduct and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up for bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. And again, the promo code there is locked on. And I just want to say, Evan and I want to say that if you're a local business, preferably one in the Cleveland area, because why would you, you know, the greater in the Ohio area, and you would like to sponsor the show, 
buy an ad with us, have us do a lovely ad read like this, email us, lockdowncavs at gmail.com. We'd love to set something up with you and partner with your business to raise awareness and, uh, you know, do some good stuff there. So let us know. We have, I think, pretty good rates, and we're happy to kind of dive in there with that. But, Evan, uh, let's let's uh, let's let's talk about the last 10 games because mm-hmm. here, here are the last 10 games Cleveland has. Friday against the Wizards. Saturday against the Heat, Tuesday against Phoenix, Wednesday against Portland, Friday, the following Friday against Dallas, May 9th against Dallas, May 10th against the Pacers, May 12th against the Celtics, May 14th against the Wizards, and May 16th against the Brooklyn Nets. You obviously have two back-to-backs in there. Um, You have some very good teams in there, and most notably, I think, Phoenix and, and Dallas and Brooklyn, depending on where they're at, but... That, that Brooklyn game might be, like, extremely unwatchable. Like, if the NBA was like, oh, ah, yeah. we're just going to scrap this. Like, I, I wouldn't hate it. But, um, <sighs> wait, Evan, where are you at on what's going on right now? Like, where are you just sort of at on uh, kind of on how you're expecting these last 10 games to sort of go? Um, I expect more losses than wins for sure with the Cavs. But, again, to quote the great philosopher Tyron Liu, who would stare at a championship banner when people questioned his coaching decisions, as you shared with me once, um, it's not about wins and losses. It's about wins and lessons. And we actually got a great question in the locker room, and we should probably devote 30 minutes to this. But hopefully Colin Sexton comes back because we're starting to see evidence that Sexton and Garland can work together in tandem. Um, I know like their apex outcome of Lillard and McCollum is falling apart in spectacular fashion, but... Spectacular fashion might be like a little strong, but I I understand what you're saying. I'm a dramaticist at the end of the day, so I'm always I, I a Sith never deals in absolutes, and um, or I don't know, only deals in absolutes. Except that, except that is an absolute. It is in itself an absolute. I know that's the funniest part of that line is Obi Wan Kenobi himself said an absolute, but um, I just want to see if Colin Sexton is healthy and is fully clear from concussion protocol more tangible footage of him and garland able to work together in tandem because darius is feeling comfortable in his body clearly he's feeling comfortable being the primary facilitator and initiator of cleveland's offense but to have that a dynamic scoring punch of sexton alongside him only makes this team better and it's not just him and garland together it's him with a it's him with love it's him with allen like jared allen is better with colin sexton because colin sexton's able to make easy reads now where he just dumps it down to jared for a simple dunk player or a layup or something like that because jared is an elite rim finisher so i want to see that i also just want to see well how isaac okoro is looking offensively because he's looking pretty strong as of late i mean Obviously, he's not like a world beater offensively. He's not going to make rookie of the year honors. He might be second team all rookie. I know he's on the key to rookie ladder, which is a cool thing. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of like gauging what's going on with the young players and then maybe just seeing like what are some things maybe they want to try and tinker with heading into next year. Because let's just not forget, before the season was shut down by COVID last year, the Cavs are doing the all big lineup. And that's something they carried with them into the following season as well. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. I, I think you're looking at just kind of, I think, trying to get something that works the rest of the season, right? Like, I think you're really just trying to get to a position the rest of the season where things are progressing, things are going um, in, a, in a certain way, and things are just kind of progressing towards the point where you feel like you're ending the season on a good note. Like, you're feeling 
the the way that you are trying to be in a position to compete next year to feel like you're in a good spot you feel like you have a good grasp on on what your team sort of is and you know that that obviously is sort of clouded by injury that is clouded by lack of time lack of time to implement things in practice and learning on the fly like there are all these things that make this sort of difficult to do um i i tend to think that you know, there are things you just won't know and you're going to have to bet on things sort of working out in your favor. Like you're going to have to bet on things just uh, being a little bit better um, and, and things being a little bit cleaner next year when you have a actual off season that isn't like dominated by COVID. You're hopefully going to be in a position where, you know, you can um, get some practice time in. You guys can go to summer league, get some development time and everyone can get healthy and come in next season refreshed. You know, I, I think, you know, like there's going to still be that tight turnaround for next season, but it's going to affect a team like the Cavs less than whoever is playing into late June and into July with the finals. You know, like they're, they're going to have a little more time to rest and recuperate. I think like Darius will get a off season to get his legs under him a little bit more. I think Kevin will get the same thing. You know, hopefully Larry can like just get a little healthier over the offseason and et cetera. And like Isaac Okoro can just like sit in an ice bath for a couple months because of the, the, the amount of minutes and, and stuff he's played. Um, after, you know, he was hurt earlier in the year and, and has basically been playing like a madman ever since. So I, I think this is all really tricky. I think this is complicated. I, I don't think you're going to learn anything new over these last 10 games. I think you're just looking for these games to not like for us. I just hope these games are not unwatchable. Like that is I a don't very think they will be. I mean, I think a couple of them might be. I think like the the heat game on Saturday. I, I have that one like in, etched in my brain is like this is just going to be like a a, a a disaster no i maybe the dallas games maybe the portland and phoenix games possibly the brooklyn game if like kevin durant for some reason like wants to really stick it to the Cavs one more time like he did with golden state um, maybe he wants to hit that three-pointer in the top of the key like he did two finals in a row to really lock up the series but um sorry if that hurt anybody's feelings or triggered any unpleasant memories for those listening but um I don't know. I think some of the games might be unwatchable. Some of the games might be an absolute tire fire. But I put it in perspective because there were plenty of like unwatchable and absolute dumpsters of games early in the season when the Cavs were absolutely decimated by injuries. So I appreciate how competitive they've been to this point. And um, it's just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm trying to remain optimistic because there's only 10 games left. And I just remember how dry and how miserable it was when they were gone for almost a year at one for for like the in between these last two seasons like i want to appreciate what i have till they're gone and then like hopefully we get some draft stuff to sink our teeth into then we get some summer league stuff after the draft and everything else so hopefully we can stay busy but at the same time i don't want another desert that we're stuck in yeah i i also just want to say that like i i just want to say that i also just do not think that I do not think that you should be making any decisions based on these last 10 games. Oh, no. Definitely do not bake your takes off these last few games because there might be some trickery going on with some teams that might be trying to lose versus some teams who, like Cleveland, who also might be trying to lose. Like, don't take – you can take some stock, but don't, like, bake the entire season based on how these last 10 games go. No, I I think, like, it is – I think, like, honestly, like, I keep keep saying this – you know, to you privately and like, you know, I feel the sword slack and stuff. Like I, I really just think there's going to be stuff this season that like, is just like, you know, we didn't see it enough because of how condensed the schedule was. Like 
there's going to just be things that happen or that don't happen or that like aren't aren't we haven't made a big deal or whatever it is. I think there's just going to be stuff that due to the nature of the year is just going to be like lost in the shuffle or like whatever it is. I think there's just going to be things like that where everything feels a little off. Everything feels a little, you know, like clustered and, and whatnot. And that, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that sort of is just part of the, the deal here. But, um, yeah, man, I, I think it's just very clearly just going to be one of those things where like, I, I think there's just going to be stuff that isn't what we think it is based on the season. Probably a little more of stuff will be better next year than not just because I, I, I cannot emphasize enough how hard I think this season has been for teams and for players based on how condensed it is. I really just think that's going to be a, a real driving factor in a lot of ways, but you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's that that's the nature of the beast. And when you decided to go this route, that was always probably going to be this way. Yeah, I absolutely agree for those listening. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Let us know. Maybe we can talk about this a little bit more. Um, get some other people that have watched the team to kind of dive in and see what they've learned just to kind of expand our bubble a little bit. Um, Evan, Let's get out of here. Any any final thoughts for our last recorded episode of the week on Friday? We'll have our locker room chat. Uh, we just figure, you know, there's not a whole lot going on right now, and uh, you, you can tune into that for us. But, Evan, anything else you want to finish up on here? Uh, it, Yeah, for those who have Android, you can access the beta for locker room. We had a Android listener. Shout out to Joe. He's a good friend of mine in front of the show in general. So thanks for him for joining us though you can listen to that friday but if you'd like to join please join us at 6 37 every thursday is what we're shooting for we shifted it up this week because of the draft but if you're checking us out from wkyc we appreciate it we do this five days a week please leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts. i'm going to do a better job of starting to copy those down and actually putting them in my notes to read them when i'm talking but we'll give you a shout out if you give us a five-star review a little bit of a an incentive for us and if you still are interested in buying a for Ohio shirt, let us know, and maybe we have some things cooking on the burners, back burner soon. But yeah, no, that's pretty much it. How? What about you, Chris? Yeah, that that's about it. Um, excited to. I, I'm frankly a little excited to get to the off season a little bit um, and decompress and and kind of assess what worked and what didn't, not just with the team, but um, figure out what is what is going on with. Uh, us and figure how we can th- get some things better and, and ticker with some stuff that that is quite exciting to me um and yeah man it's it's good to be going here again just be well everyone be nice to people in person on the internet yeah don't um, don't wish death on celebrities just because they lost a basketball game get over yourself and like it's kevin kevin and larry handled it well i didn't see they both retweeted it and that's why it's getting a flood of comments yeah that, that guy uh might want it Twitter. Uh, just well, there's no reason we mean so. Evan. Evan, uh, I'm just really proud that Larry used the right your. To be honest with you, me too. But I love Chris. I love. I love when week, everyone. Yeah, have a good weekend, everyone. Enjoy the NFL draft. I'm gonna go golfing this weekend. I'm very excited, and uh, hope you guys do some fun and, and good for your brains. Locked on Cavs is your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast covering the latest news, rumors, and game action from the wine and gold. You can follow us on social at Locked on Cavs or give us a call and leave a voicemail and we'll answer your questions live at 440-673-3605. If you want to contact the show, email us at LockedOnCavs at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is by going to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and leaving us a five-star rating and review. 
It's produced and hosted by Chris Manning and Evan Damerel. <laughs>